Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome in to the Tighten Up Podcast on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. I'm Jack Gentry alongside my partner, Austin Huff. You can find us both on Twitter. I'm at Jack A. Gentry. He is at Austin Huff. We are the Tighten Up Podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter, at Tighten Up Pod. Give us a follow on Instagram, at Tighten Up Podcast. And as always, we're under the A to Z Sports umbrella, so go make sure you're following A to Z Sports on every social media platform. This is sode number 152, the Bud Adams giving the double bird of sodes. Bills, that's that's a bill. We did rivalry rankings last week. Bills rivalry stays strong because of that one. I was, yeah, and I was actually, uh, I was thoroughly interested in other people's takes on uh, the rankings. If you haven't uh, commented on that, uh, it's on our Twitter and our Instagram at Tighten Up Pod on Twitter, at Tighten Up Podcast on Instagram. We put up a clip of us ranking our Titans rivals last week. Everyone's answers are different, and it's so funny to me, but it, I, that to me is intriguing to me. Everyone views it differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love it. So if you want to comment on that, you can go do so. That so title comes via our guy, Eldon English. Real quick. Thanks, Eldon English, by the way, for the so title. We at, at Shrike 113. We messed up credit last week for the so title. Anthony Lehman or Lehman, Anthony Lehman on Twitter. He was upset. Oh, no. He said he gave the he gave credit to the wrong guy. What the hell? The so what justice you, what for you... Anthony Lemon. Um, oh. his so title was the Chuck Cecil flipping off the opposing team on the sideline of soaps. Okay, so you know what it was, and I thought we had done one. I thought we had done a uh, Chuck Cecil one before, but Matt at Juicebox six seven eight uh, last week sent in another Chuck Cecil one. So what are the odds? That's on me. That's on me. You know what? I'll eat that one. That uh, I take full blame. I take full responsibility, and um, I apologize. If you would like to submit a so title. Um, one that's extremely unique and more unique than uh, Chuck Cecil flipping one off. If, I swear, if anyone else sends in Chuck Cecil flipping someone off, I'm going to be pissed. And now everyone's going to do it. Now that I said that, I'm setting myself up. But What are uh, the odds, man? The, anything other than the Chuck Cecil flipping off of Sodes, um, so you can send those to us at Tighten Up Pod on Twitter. Tweet at us with your so title. We're, we are running low. We're running to the bottom of the barrel need some more so titles for next week. So if you send some odds are good chance, it does get read uh, next week or in the coming weeks. So at tighten up pod on Twitter, got a great show. Uh, going to be talking so much grass, so much turf, a lot of turf talk. Um, we're going to be talking. Uh, we'll talk Super Bowl. We'll talk OC search. Just some of the most interesting uh, topics that you could possibly find for a Titans podcast in the final, I guess the first day of February. So, uh, with, but, uh, oh, and we'll also talk to Lucas Panzica mainly because we want to make fun of buck. What about, <laughs> well, a lot of things, but we'll get to that a little bit, uh, later on with Lucas. So I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to say stay tuned cause it's a damn podcast. It's not like you're going to like tune your radio to another station. Um, but stay tuned. And before we get to all of that, let's first get a word from our friends at Relax the Back. Sit back and relax because the Relax the Back team is here to help you 
feel better, live better, and work better every single day of your life. If you're like me and you struggle with insomnia and posture issues, this is the place for you to go and get that corrected. They've got a variety of chairs that combat neck and back pain for those who are sitting up at work all day, maybe hunched over on our computers, maybe writing something. They've got zero gravity chairs. It takes all of that pressure and stress off that low back region, which creates so many problems for all of us. It's the perfect place to get those issues corrected. They've also got Technogel and Tempur-Pedic pillows and mattresses for those of you who still can't sleep at night because A.J. Brown's going to a Super Bowl in his first year with the Eagles. So go check that out if you need a new pillow or a new mattress. It's a great gift for Valentine's Day, which is coming up. So go check them out. They're located at 2020 Glen Echo Road in Nashville, Tennessee, right across the road from the Green Hills Regal Movie Theater, right next to Hillsborough High School. If you're in a, if you don't live in the Nashville area and you're unable to get there in person, that's okay. You can check them out online at stores.relaxtheback.com slash Nashville and start feeling better today. When you go in, make sure to tell them that A to Z Sports sent you. And with that said, let's talk Titan. I hear the train coming. It's rolling around the bay. What is up, Flameheads? Welcome to the Titan Up Podcast. Today is February 1st, 2023. We're on day three of 14 of Super Bowl coverage. And while boring people who have nothing else to talk about usually will strike up conversations with the same questions... How about this weather or you watching any good TV shows right now mm-hmm. for these two weeks, you get those same dweebs asking, Hey, who you got in the Super Bowl? <laughs> who you got in the big game? It's one of the dumbest, most stale questions you can ask someone. The, the person who is asking doesn't care who you got. They're merely trying to avoid the awkward silence until the elevator reaches their floor or until the line dies down. Okay, like no one this week cares who anyone else got. All right. Who you got? Who actually cares? People who hit other people with who you got are total lamos. With that said, Jack, who you got for the big game? You know, I I really like the Chiefs. (laughs) How unfair is it, though, that the Eagles just had that cakewalk to the Super Bowl? Like the Titans and really any AFC team has to, you know, go through like the the seven levels of hell in order to reach the Super Bowl. But all the Eagles had to do, sure, they earned their bye, but they played in a weak conference, an unserious NFC this season. Then they get Daniel Jones and Brock Purdy slash Josh Johnson slash Brock Purdy again with no feeling in his throwing arm. And they cakewalk to the Super Bowl, win by 30 in both their playoff games. I mean, that was a game where, where after it was all said and done, I was like, I don't know if the AFC, whichever team comes out of the AFC, has enough juice left in the tank. But since you get that extra week, that that little that little Super Bowl bye week, I think that plays into the Chiefs' favor, especially with Mahomes dealing with that ankle. The Chiefs, it just feels like this is their time to get that second one. Like Andy Reid's not going to go out with one, right? He, he's gonna he's gonna find a way to get this done. Mahomes finally gets his second, clears that little tier of him, Josh Allen, and Joe Burrow, and everyone else even though those guys don't have any. But I don't know. It just really feels like the Chiefs are going to win this one. They're two-point underdogs right now, I, which I saw. Gosh, I hope they don't. I hate the Chiefs so much, and I don't want them 
winning another Super Bowl. Man, the and officiating in Arrowhead. How about that, though? I my mean, gosh. Yeah. I, and I don't want ever, I'm never, I will never be the officiating cost a game, but it happened for were... the Titans this season. I mean, the back of the end zone when, when uh, Kelsey got that holding call and yeah. Chiefs go on to win in overtime. It's Yeah, you're right. And, and Travis Kelsey not getting flagged for literally throwing his, taking his helmet off on the field and then chucking his helmet to the sideline. Uh, two things that very well could have been flagged, um, but... Don't yeah, be the refs. Our... Cost, the refs decided the game. Well, the refs never and... decide the game. There's so many plays that decide the game. The refs did influence the game, though. The head official for the Super Bowl, Carl Cheffers. Do you remember he went viral earlier this year for making a bad call? And I, and a, I believe it was either the Chiefs Raiders or Chiefs Chargers game where he made a bad call. Uh, I think it was Chris Jones where he got called for roughing the passer on a play that probably wasn't roughing the passer, but Arrowhead goes ballistic. And on the next penalty call that he had to call, he like his voice cracked. And keep in mind, this is a grown ass man. This isn't a prepubescent <laughs> pimple faced teen. Okay. This is a, uh, this is a guy who is, who goes out there's, oh, there's no foul on Kansas city. First down, you know, <laughs> like the dude was terrified of Arrowhead Stadium. So that guy is going to be officiating the Super Bowl in a, in a week after or two weeks after that the, the Chiefs get by 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 aid of officiating. I'm not going to say entirely because they outrushed the 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 um or I mean, they, they had more offensive yardage. They than made the more plays than the Bengals. They had fewer turnovers. They the fewer sacks. They. They 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 played better than the Bengals. But we as Titans fans know better than anyone that the Bengals can hang around no matter how poorly they play. <laughs> and the fact that like they hung around with the Chiefs and still like they and they were basically handed there should have been a block in the back on the punt. There should have been three holding penalties called on Patrick Mahomes' run for the first down that ultimately ended in uh which that that I'm completely fine. That was that was a late hit. That was kind of have you to call that one. Yeah. You, yeah, you don't you don't that was that was blatant. You don't push a quarterback when he's two feet out of bounds. That I, I mean I, I'm okay with that call, but there were at least three other flags that could have been thrown on that very same play to at very least eliminate those plays. But anyway, long story short, Chiefs are in the Super Bowl. And um, I hate it. And I literally every game, but the the two games that the 49ers won in this playoffs, the team I was cheering for lost the game. Every single game in the playoffs. Football has been miserable for me <laughs> since <laughs> since that Thursday night in Green Bay. Friday morning. It has been, well, Friday morning, yeah. <laughs> that it bled into Friday morning. Uh, it is like... Football has been miserable for me since that that week. I think it was what week eleven, and I am I just I'm so annoyed. I'm so annoyed with football. I'm so ready for this season to be over so we can jump into the off season and get into things that matter. Mm -hmm. List season, ranking season. Oh, give it to Two -tone me. Two-tone blue. Know? You know, I've free never see trades draft. Well, we always joke that the off season is just a desert and you and I are wandering, searching for water. Yeah. I've never wanted to be more parched in my life than I do right <laughs> now. Cause I'm so ready. I'm just so ready for change. I'm ready for optimism. I'm ready for hope. Something that we have not had in a long, long time. And, um, 
they, I'm bummed that we only have one more football game left in the season, but at the same time, I'm also so I'm just done with football, you know? Yeah. It, well, it was an exhausting stretch run for Titans fans. And now you just have to sit back and watch your rivals succeed. Like the chiefs have been doing like the Bengals did like the bills, um, the, the, the bills though, they always fall short. We can always count on the bills falling a little bit short, but Last thing I'll say about that Chiefs game, it did have Titans Bengals feels from last year. Like Burrow made a mistake, threw a pick. The yeah. he got sacked four times in the first half. A lot of backups on that offensive line couldn't really hold their own. He was running for his life most of the game, and and there the they Chiefs were. and or and the Bengals running into luck with plays like Patrick Mahomes the ball slipping out of can his we, hand. Can we talk about Sam Hubbard and possibly being like one of the biggest hexes in NFL history? How does he come up with these fumbles? I, you know, it was it's a one 98 of those... yard fumble return against the Ravens. And then this ball yeah. slips out of Mahomes' hand. It, it It's like, um, I don't know. I know you didn't, but uh, there used to be a show on Nickelodeon called the secret world of Alex Mack or the secret life of Alex Mack. You could maybe even go Matilda. I don't know if you've seen the movie Matilda, uh, geez, I'm, I'm, um running an uphill battle here. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm trying to think of, of, of something that you may have seen, uh, where a kid just has like telekinetic powers. That is Sam Hubbard in football. It is Sam H- Hubbard. Like he can just like, he can like bewitch himself. Oh, I'm going even deeper. That's definitely a show you've never seen, but no. like he can just rub his nose, you know, do I dream of genie and boom, the football is all of a sudden <laughs> just out of the quarterback's hands and into his hands. And I just don't get it. And it's massive plays in the game that like totally have, yeah. it's, it's like the des- deciding play of the game or right. it should have been, but the Bengals just, couldn't hold on. It's not fair. Uh, you before know, you we move on, last thing, oh, last thing. During that Bengals game, I, 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 in the back of my mind, I couldn't help but think of this man. A man that is easily forgotten, but for Titans fans, mostly hated. Akili Smith. Close. I was wondering where Quentin Spain was all game. <laughs> Somebody was giving up these sacks, but Quentin Spain apparently didn't play a snap in the NFL this season. So no. I'm happy to see that um, he's kind of gotten his comeuppance, uh, as well as Eli Apple. Eli Apple, one of the greater villains in the NFL, but like... You know how Draymond Green's a villain in the NBA? He's got a lot of rings. He's had a lot of success. Mm-hmm. Eli Apple hasn't had any of that. He's, That's the thing. It's like Quentin Spain and Eli Apple are very similar in the sense that they are they love to chirp on Twitter, but they they suck. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, they're not good at football. But they know they're backed up by, like, a good team. Like, their oh, team yeah, yeah, can yeah. bail them out of <laughs> yeah. their, their trash-talking. Right. That'd be like Ringo Starr trash-talking on behalf of the Beatles. It's like, Ringo, <laughs> know your role, dude. Okay? <laughs> no offense to Ringo Starr, great drummer, but the the weakest link on that team. Um, maybe George Harrison, but it's it's I don't splitting know. Splitting hairs at that point. Yeah. Um, Jack, the uh before we move on, who should Titans fans root for in this game? Because it feels dirty either way, honestly. I think a lot of people have uh, like their hate for Travis Kelsey might rival their hate for AJ Brown, at least Titans fans who haven't gotten over the trade yet. Which... Oh, I, I, everyone on the Chiefs, I hate Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I did like the, how Travis Kelsey implemented the, the, the rocks. I, I hate how phrase there. I hate how cocky the Chiefs have gotten with their offensive plays. And you may, you may call them, uh, I don't know, innovative. I call them just flat out cocky with the uh, the hook and lateral, like not just a hook and lateral. It's one thing to throw a hook and lateral. It's another thing to 
it's like that was like a hook and like chuck it 15 yards. That, that was Todd a, Downing Traylon Burks lateral. Yes, yes, yes. It, it, yeah, except they were at least a little bit better with it. Um, and uh, but that, that again, I'm going to blame Traylon Burks more than Todd Downing on that. That ball should not have been thrown. No, it should not have been thrown. It should not have been thrown. It, but yeah, I mean, the Titans, com- Titans completed theirs though. You know, at least like at least. <laughs> I mean, it was a it was, was a really pass. bad. Sure, it was a forward <laughs> pass. Yeah, but at least they uh, dude caught it. Um, no, I think um. But the ring around the rosy play, that to me was the most obnoxious. And maybe I'm just an old man now. I think this what, what that means. I think I'm an old man yelling at clouds uh, when I see the Chiefs like respect the game. You know, like mm-hmm. I feel like I'm I'm the guy at baseball games. It's like we need to drill that player in the head after bat flipping. But that ring around the rosy play uh, against a much inferior team, like they, I don't think they would run that play in the playoffs. Because the opponents they know are more on their level. But to do it against the Raiders, the team that you know you're better than, was just rubbing it in. It was just it, like those are grown men doing that on a f- football field. To me, I I just it made me hate the Chiefs all that more. Yeah. And I really want someone to punch them in the mouth and no one has been able to do so so far. Yeah, that was the equivalent of Andy Reid just giving Josh McDaniels a big noogie on national television. I mean, so embarrassing. How do, how do you sit out there and, and allow the ring around the rosy play to work? Like I'm telling yeah. my defense, hey, decapitation. Let's go. Somebody's oh, get a flag. Somebody's paying for this. Get a flag. They're already first and goal. Might as well. You know, like what are the half the distance of the goal doesn't mean that much. Yeah, get, it's like punch a them in the face to kick someone in the <laughs> neck or something. You know. Yeah. But, so it's like it's like when uh, Urban Meyer sent his whole team to celebrate that one touchdown against oh, Georgia. Yeah. You know, yeah. like it's worth the penalty at that point. Mm-hmm. But to your question, and you know how hard it is to root for the Chiefs. I. I don't know. It, it sucks to see a good team get really cocky and then back it up. Like, from my perspective as a Vandy fan and as an Ole Miss grad, like, watching Tennessee, who is good, like, find out they're good in real time, like, that yeah. sucks. Like, they know they're good. They can back it up. Like, that's where the Chiefs are. And that confidence goes a long way. Yeah. And to win it without Tyreek Hill, too, like, that just yeah. proves that they're capable of anything. And you see the like, Chiefs fans trying to complain about how many injuries they had to endure. Like they were like Patrick Mahomes was throwing to like practice squad guys. And yeah. um, mm-hmm. and it's like, Marquez okay, Valdez yeah. Scantling has over 100 yards receiving out of nowhere. Yeah. And Juju Smith Schuster like goes out during the game and they're like, yeah, we're starting, uh, you know, Kendall Lamb or whatever the guy's name was. I don't even remember his name. <laughs> Definitely was. not uh, Kendall Lamb. No, not Kendall Lamb. Uh, but they were starting some guy at wide receiver and they're like, he's a practice squad guy. And it's like, you're really going to complain about injuries? Yeah. To, really? You you want to you're the healthiest team in football up until the Jacksonville game when Patrick Mahomes hurt his leg and he still stayed in. And you're going to complain about yeah, no, I'm not buying but it, Chiefs. That's fan. a good point because the two teams left are probably the two healthiest teams in, in football. I mean, yeah. even at this point in the offseason, some teams hadn't played in a month. Literally the only it's still healthier than they are. People were trying to say the Eagles went through adversity this season, and the only adversity was that Jalen Hurts missed two games after they like essentially clinched their division. meaningless games too. Yeah. yeah, like it was just like okay, oh yeah, a lot of adversity. Tough. Oh, our but, thoughts, Titans fans' thoughts and prayers will go out to both the Chiefs and Eagles for all the adversity they had to face this year. But kind of why I think I'm cheering for the Chiefs here is because. The Titans are probably going to end up with one of those guys on the offensive coaching staff. Matt, whether yeah. it's Matt Nagy or Eric Bieniemy, one of those guys. It seems like it, it really seems like he's going to end up in Tennessee because the Titans have had all this time to hire whoever they wanted to. 
but yeah, they're kind of letting these two guys, you know, navigate the path to the Super Bowl. They both, they, I'm sure they both have interest elsewhere. I know Eric Bieniemy is up for the Colts head coaching job, as well as you know, just about every offensive coordinator job that's open right now. But there was a report that came out moments before that Bengals Chiefs kickoff. Jonathan okay. Jones of CBS Sports. He yeah, said, which real. Real quick, before you get into that, I just want to say I am glad that you said that you're pulling for the Chiefs because I, too, am pulling for the Chiefs, and I feel like a lot of Titans fans would be upset, like kind of like admitting that I pulled for the Jaguars in the Jaguars-Chiefs game. Um, yeah. Just because I feel like I, I don't bad, like though. I hate AJ Brown, sure, but um, but one, I'd like to see Brett Kern get a Super Bowl ring, and I just hate the Chiefs. So I I think my hatred, I don't know. I just wanted to, I, I wanted to know that there is an alliance of us Titans fans out there for any Titans fans that's scared to pull and, for the Eagles in the yeah. Super Bowl, it's okay to do so. And in, the Titans can come back from the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. Like the Titans will face the Chiefs many, many times over the course of the next decade. Like they right. won't see the Eagles often. No. And they, they there's really nothing they can do after this year where AJ Brown whipped the goalpost slash you, you know the Titans yeah. Yeah. in the end zone after scoring two touchdowns. And like like that's that's AJ Brown winning the trade. That's the Eagles winning the trade. That's the Titans looking foolish. And yeah. a Super Bowl ring on top of all of that would just be the cherry on top of that Sunday. But I, I can't let AJ Brown eat that Sunday. I, I even even at the cost of Brett Kern's happiness, I won't allow it. So wait, are you so you're not pulling for the Eagles? No, I'm pulling for the Chiefs. Yeah. Uh, wait, what? No. Oh, yes. damn. Oh damn it! See, I'm well, I, I want look, the Chiefs to lose. The Titans are going to hire the Super Bowl winning quarterbacks coach Matt Nagy as their offensive coordinator. No, you to, no, you need to brag about that, that for a couple months okay. before he actually has to start calling plays for the Titans. Yeah. Okay. So Jonathan Jones of CBS Jonathan had, Jones a, uh, of had CBS a report. Sports. Yeah, that's right. He said that Eric Bieniemy is interested. If he doesn't get this head coaching job that he's interviewing with for the Colts, he's interested in playing for, or excuse me, making a lateral move as an OC, to a team with a defensive-minded head coach. So of all of the OC jobs that are opening, or that are open, only three are teams with a defensive-minded head coach. Baltimore Ravens, yeah, Washington Command Skins football team, and the Tennessee Titans. So, I mean, he's kind of it, it feels like he's got it narrowed down to those three guys, and I, I think the Colts are going to mess this up. I really think that they're going to mess this up and hire Jeff Saturday. I, I think yeah, that's a legitimate I, possibility. I'm I'm really hoping so. the 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 fact that they haven't um made a hire yet worries me a little bit. But they they also are giving second round interviews to seven guys. Seven people are getting second round interviews. The Colts are the, speed dating, Colts. looking for a husband. the The Colts are just letting like anyone they want to get a second interview. I, I think I have a second, I'll have to check my email, but I, I think I have a second interview with the chief, <laughs> with the Colts for their head coaching opening. I don't know how that is, but that is, that is absurd. How many people got first interviews if they narrowed it down to seven? <laughs> like how many, like, I don't think there's that many people out there. I don't get it. And so like, I know I'm, I'm very confident. I'm very as much as confident as I am in the Titans to write this ship. I'm that confident in the Colts to continue to sink because of their psychotic owner, Jim Irsay. And uh, I, I the fact that they gave an interview to Jeff Saturday after everything that he did this season, much less two interviews to Jeff Saturday. I, I'm like, 
<laughs> oh, you're still into him? Like that's like, you know, that's like that's like a like bringing a guy home from a date. Um, you know, if you're a girl and you bring a guy home for a date, and he throws up all over your sofa, and then still being like, so you know, would you like to get married one day? <laughs> you know, it's like. <laughs> What? Like, there's so many better guys out there. You know, I just, I don't know. I think it's, uh, I think that's ridiculous of the Colts. But so, but the fact that they haven't made a hire yet makes me nervous that they are strongly considering Eric Bieniemy for the same reason that Kellen Moore got fired by wow. the Dallas Cowboys. That lasted long. And, and then got rehired like five minutes later. The, he got, Kellen Moore got fired and rehired in the amount of time it's taken the Titans to find their OC, which that part of me, part of that tells me that their next OC is in the Super Bowl, or at very least they want to do their due diligence before they name an OC and they want to get actual interviews with Nagy, with Biennemi. But I also feel like that's also the Colts front too, is like they want to... Everybody wants to be in Everybody wants to be in me as, as they, an OC at least. Right. And so, and, and I don't know, maybe I'm hoping that the Colts are just doing it for Rooney rule purposes, you know, because they, they went <laughs> they, through the Jeff Saturday before. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, that's been an issue. So I'm hoping that's the case there, but I'm, I, I do think the only chance the Titans don't get, or at least are in the running for B enemy is as if he gets that head coaching job. But then even still the challenge there lies that between those teams, you listed the Redskins and, um, uh, and the Ravens. Thank you. The, that tells me that the Titans are in like the worst situation of those, those three teams. We talked about this before you said that. And I, like I, I don't disagree, but I also think that there are there, those three teams are in very different places offensively, right? Uh, like he, if you're being to me and you've spent the last uh, since 2018 as the offensive coordinator with Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback, then you transition to Baltimore with Lamar Jackson. That, that's a vastly like different offense. And then but it's you, still it's still it's still a, a a former MVP at quarterback. It's still a guy well, there's who talent can, there to work with. But I mean, that can yes, there's no that weapons around plays. him. Right, like, and the I Ravens mean, and Titans have similar weapons in that they have none. <laughs> <laughs> Washington has. It's funny because Washington has a couple weapons. That's first of all, it's disrespectful to both Derrick Henry. Okay, ever heard of him? Well, and of course, J.K. Dobbins. Oh, <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> Traylon Burks too when he's healthy. But but like when you go to Washington, they have more they have more weapons. But is it Taylor Heineke? Is it Sam Howell? Are either of those guys even adequate? I don't think so. But the other side of Washington is that that may be enemy's best place to get a head coaching job as soon as possible. Ron Rivera hasn't done a ton there. Yeah, kind of hovered around that seven, eight, nine wins and. If they decide to go away from Rivera next season and they've got Bienemy who's doing a decent enough job on offense, he's automatically the promotion. He's the interim at the very at the yeah. very least. And that's enticing. That's enticing to some. I, to me, the only way the Titans see the Titans are just so many question marks, especially at quarterback. 
you don't know what you're doing at quarterback. And is the Titans quarterback situation more complex than Washington's? Well, at least with Washington, I mean, with Heineke, they won with a backup, you know, like they, uh, and I don't know. I, maybe there's some, I feel like there are some minds in the NFL that think that Carson Wentz still has the tools. Like they can be the one to fix him. You know, I, I, I just feel like there's a lot of coaches out there that can do that. Uh, or at least think that they can do that. And, but, but the weapons around Terry McLaurin, uh, Brian Robinson, like there are so many Curtis Samuel. Yeah. There's a lot of pieces uh, in Washington and yeah, ownership isn't bad, but they're getting ready to sell. And so there's that whole thing. And then, um, and then with the Baltimore, it's just a well-run organization. It's a well-run franchise. It's highly respected around the league. A place where I think the Titans are on their way. I don't know if they're necessarily there yet, but I think they're close. well on the way. Yes, very close to becoming a just no matter, even in their lean years, they're still respectable. Yeah, and like, it, it like, sounds much weird like to the say. Steelers. It yeah. sounds weird to say, but like the Titans are very stable. Even though they yeah. just fired their GM, don't right. have an OC, don't have an O-line cut. Like, even though they and, just made all these changes, like, it's a stable franchise, at least at the top, which and, is and, not what Washington has. Been. Right. And so in this episode of The Bachelor, where Eric Bieniemy is The Bachelor, if he's the only way he'll give a rose to the Titans is because of Mike Vrabel, in my opinion. I, I He wants that defensive-minded head coach. Boom, he's got it in Vrabel. Got it. I think Vrabel is a guy that a lot of people in the league respect and want to work with. And um, and I feel like not not to say that John Harbaugh isn't, not to say that Ron Rivera isn't, both of those guys very much so. But there's something about Vrabel where I feel like he's just a guy who gets it in the league and and is a is like the, what he's built with Tennessee in the terms of family and always having each other's backs. I think people just like flock to that and want to be a part of that. So it would be more the only way I think the Titans have the upper hand against Washington and against Baltimore because they have so much going against them. The only way I think they beat them out is because of Rabel. And that's what I'm clinging on to for hope. <laughs> and again, that get- is if. Vrabel's not going to be on that the, headset. The head coaching job. Vrabel's not going to be on that headset calling plays here and there like Andy Reid was. Vrabel is going to be focused on, sure, the, the entire team, but he's going to let his OC do everything on offense. Yeah. Like, that, that is yeah. that is your job. I'm hands off. That's your game, man. I'll, right. I'll sit I'll sit here and observe and supervise and probably step in on meetings and you know leave disgusted with the game plan that Todd Downing has come up with. But like I'm I'm going to be involved, but I'm not going to be in the way. And I think that's yeah. exactly what BNME me wants. Is Bienemy your leader in the clubhouse? Is that the guy you want the most? Yeah, uh, he's a guy I want the most, but I, I do think that the Titans are going to end up with Matt Nagy. Uh, I think that I, I think that Matt uh, Nagy gosh. is kind of the direction he, they want to head. We've talked about this in previous episodes, but he is the guy I want the least. And I went back and looked at um, the his quote-unquote turnaround of the Chiefs offense, and there was that season um, in 2017 where Andy Reid um, – they they had play calling. They started out five and zero, oh, and then they went. I think uh, they ended up being six and five. Was that Alex Smith's season when the Titans yes. beat him in the playoffs with Mariota? Throwing yes, in twenty seventeen. And so after after they went six and five, people were calling for Andy Reid to give up play calling responsibilities, which is just wild to think about nowadays. <laughs> um, but they they were calling for him to give up play calling, and he did, and he gave it over to Nagy. Then they went four and one down the stretch. 
made it to the playoffs, obviously won their division, played the Titans in the in the playoffs. And then in that in that pivotal playoff game, which there's a lot of Titans fans that always say, regular season doesn't matter. All, all that matters is the playoffs. Well, in the playoffs, Matt Nagy was uh, coordinating an offense that scored zero points in the second half, allowing the Titans to come back and win that game. And for Titans fans, I think we know about not scoring points. Five times last season, Titans did not score any points in the second half. 14 games last season, Titans scored eight points or fewer in the second half. How did they win seven games? Uh, yeah. Like with those oh. numbers, how did they get to seven wins? I, Dude, honestly, it I it is shocking to me. It is shocking to me. But so with that and that paired with Nagy doing what he did in, in Chicago, which again, I know people, he was a head coach then. That should not go unlooked. If you're an offensive-minded coach and you become a head coach, offense should be your strong suit. But those Bears teams, the two that in that he led to the playoffs, were driven by defense. Yeah, well, the Mitch offense Trubisky was not is is kind of a tough way to judge a guy, though. But he but, did but he could, did transform could you argue, into a Pro Bowl quarterback. But then again, Tyler Huntley, who combined for two total touchdowns this season, is a Pro Bowl quarterback this year. So. I don't think you take the Pro Bowl seriously anymore, but that's. A I'm just. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm just saying though. Like, shouldn't could you argue that Mitch Trubisky could have been better if he was paired with a different coach? I don't know. I'm. I'm legitimately asking. Well, we, we've I'm, seen what he's been doing in in Can or excuse me in Pittsburgh, and that hasn't really been impressive. I I just don't think that Mitch Trubisky is a guy. Like, is that guy? Yeah, but and it, it very Na- that Nagy very well knew Nagy knew that. I think. I think Nagy knew that, and he that like the Bears didn't put up crazy numbers because Nagy well, knew better than to let Mitch Trubisky drop back and throw it forty times all over the but field. You also saw that Nagy uh, did everything he could to get Pat Mahomes to the Chiefs. Do you you heard about that story that came out mm-hmm. earlier this year yeah. where he like leaked the answers uh, to Pat Mahomes for the offense, like because he wanted he wanted him, him to, to do well in the his Chiefs. Chiefs interview. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I like that. I think that's a Vrabel move. Hey, like, hey, you you really got to impress the big man. Here, here's here's the answers to the test. Yeah, I, and then, but then, yeah, but then they ultimately draft Mitch Trubisky, and just this week it it came out that the the Bears told Pat Mahomes that they wanted him, and um, I Pat mean, Mahomes, which I I don't Pat know. Mahomes' I don't dad know how went on six seventy the score and said right. He wanted to be a bear, <laughs> right? For Bears fans, that is the worst thing you could ever. Which hear. I, you know, I I take that all with a grain of salt because NFL teams er- tell every player that they want him, you know, that they want them, and so rumor season, right? Exactly. There's there's so much you can't believe around the the draft, but the uh, enemy is my number one. Nagy is my is my least favorite. So I'm like kind of hoping that the, all of this weight. And no news is uh, is that they're waiting on the enemy to get finished with the Super Bowl. But I could also see them just just say, you know what, Tim Kelly, boom, why don't you get the keys now? I, I could see anything. And they love internal promotions. We all know that. I feel bad for Luke Steckel, who was interviewing for that Chargers yeah. job, and then Kellen Moore comes available, and you can't say no to Kellen Moore. I mean, well, that's going to be a fun offense to watch in L.A. How telling is it that the Titans have yet to even extend an invite for an interview to him, you know, they, 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 because it came out, they have talked to Tim Kelly about the offensive coordinator position. Why haven't you talked to Luke Steckel? If the chargers think he's good enough for an interview, 
your own team doesn't like, I don't know. There's, I, there's, there's something there. I don't know what it is, but shout out Luke's deck. Oh, uh, God bless. Go Bruins. Brown highs, uh, finest, a, uh, proud alum. And, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm curious to see where this OC search goes. I think we'll be talking about it for the next, at least two weeks with that. Yeah, said, they'll probably maybe. drop Although- news tomorrow. Yeah, the, right. the week before this little Super Bowl bye week feels like the time the Titans could make that decision and pull the trigger. We'll see. It is Senior luck, Bowl with, week. With our luck on Wednesday, while you guys are listening, they'll announce this news. I, and I also, uh, they, I'm I'm just curious, like how how do they scout? How do they scout Senior Bowl? At least on the offensive side of the football, when they don't even know who it is that they're bringing in. Um, I don't know because it's like you. I feel like you have to draft towards your system. You have to pick guys. I don't know. Maybe you're just trying to see who's the the top of the list again i i know nothing about in ran we trust uh, yeah in ran we trust you know <laughs> i hope uh hope hope they can do it um let's uh you know what before we get to lucas panzico let's first get a word from our friends at bet mgm bet mgm guys the big game is the perfect time for football fans to join the huddle with bet mgm sign up today and place a ten dollar wager on either team to win Regardless of your wager's outcome, you'll receive $100 in bonus bets instantly. Just use bonus code SB100 when you make your first bet. Get on the field and find out why nothing beats the big game at BetMGM. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code SB100 to win $100 in bonus bets if any player scores a touchdown in the big game. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years or older to wager. Tennessee only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. First online real money wager only. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. For gambling for, for gambling problem support, call the Tennessee Redline at 800-889-9789. I know that's gonna look right there. Five the zone. Five. Five. The can y'all hear me? This is George Plaster. Yes, we can. <laughs> what in the world is going that, on? <laughs> well, just George Plaster. Well, blink twice trying... if y'all can hear me. Blink twice if y'all can hear me. I cannot oh, I, hear oh, you guys. Hang on. I think I blinked one too many times okay. there. All right, I'm gonna Hello join again. Hello uh, again, everybody. I'm gonna join the video on my iPad. Oh, there we go. All right, we are joined now by uh, by a, a, a an already uncle of this podcast, a, a a guy who has returned to the top, a man you hear on the radio every weekday with the Buck Rising Show, a guy you hear uh, occasionally pop in on uh, Blaine and Mickey. He is the producer of both of those shows, does tremendous work both on and off the air. He is Mr. Lucas Panzica. Lucas, how are you, man? What's up, guys? I'm doing very well. Uh, glad to be back on the Tighten Up podcast, which I am a big fan of. Yes. Oh, thank you. Thank We're glad you. to have you back. Hey, yeah. before we jump into anything Titans related, I do have to ask you a question. It, it, the, the most pressing thing, some might say. Something came up on the Buck Rising show in the past week that um, I, I think struck a nerve with just about every single person who has a Twitter account that follows the Buck Rising show. Um, on the show... Buck Rising, in an attempt to be relatable, 
mentioned uh, his experience in college at Indiana. He said during Welcome Week, him and his friends would go and get uh, bottle service. They, they did it four days in a row. They would get bottle service in college. And he looked over to you as if this was something that <laughs> happened everywhere at every college. I, I was taken aback, Lucas, and I know you were too. You handled it very well. We'll play the clip. Uh, okay, so did you ever go out to a bar with your buddies in college and do, like, bottle service? In college? Yeah. No. Oh, really? What college bars are you going to? Oh, well, we did. No, we're buying two beers for two fifty at Cool Beans in Knoxville. What are you talking about, welcome bottle week, service? Welcome week, our senior year. I think we got bottle service four days in a row. Uh, but... Uh, so this is maybe not an analogy that I should use at this I, point. I think that is one of the mo- the least relatable things you have ever said into a microphone. <laughs> I thought it was going to be super yeah, relatable. You guys, you guys had bottle service in college. Right? I was no. just going to. We had five dollars to our name, so we went to the place that gave us three dollar pitchers or well, whatever it was. Well, pick better friends. That's all I could tell you. <laughs> I was just going to say, Florida is the Florida is the buddy at the table that wants to order the next round of bottles and then their debit card, their parents' debit card gets declined because they've over they've overextended themselves. You handled yourself very well in this situation. Yeah. yeah. You 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 no like you handled yourself like a normal human being uh would in that situation. <laughs> it's 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 the way he because Buck says a lot of unrelatable things. Right. Yeah. Uh, Buck sure. says a lot of things that it's like okay, all right, congrats, bro. Um, but th- it's the way that this was an attempt to like level with people, you know, yeah. like like you know, you and your buddies, you go out, you go out to a bar, you're in college, and, right. and you, you order bottle service, right? And and there, it's like what, my reaction, the the way I was stunned when I heard that, um, like no, no, you go to college and you pay two dollars for a beer. Like Buck does not, he doesn't appreciate. The uh, the benefits of living in squalor yes. as a college student. You know what well, I mean? Clearly, if he's like, if he's like, oh, oh, he's like, yeah, guys, you know, like we had to get bottle service in college. You know, yeah. like that is like, like what? Like, does he view Whole Foods as Aldi's? <laughs> you know, yeah, we're, we're scraping the bottom of the barrel, so we're going to Whole Foods, right? I know, yeah. gross, but he's <laughs> like, my my dad got me a 2018 Maserati for my birthday. Like, what, yeah. dad? <laughs> what are we you doing? Want me get made fun of with my friends? <laughs> like, I I could have lived in a proper apartment when I was in college. Okay, <laughs> like I wasn't paying all my rent. I had no money to my name. My parents were paying for my rent for large stretches of of my days in college. I could have lived in a normal apartment. My parents would have preferred for me to live in an apartment that normal people live in with utilities and things that work. No, we lived in a rundown dump of a house in Fort Sanders right off campus where the floor would give in at any moment. A different appliance stopped working every week. It was five guys, two dogs and a cat in four bedrooms with one bathroom and we had the time of our lives it was awesome and often my parents would come to town and say why are you doing this to yourself and i say because this is the way i want to live so the idea that that was his attempt to be relatable using the words bottle service was so (laughs) laughable (laughs) just i couldn't i i did a double triple take in the moment and i knew that uh we had an opportunity there we had an opportunity to roast him on a spit even more than we usually do buck's like yeah like when you lived in that place wasn't it so annoying when they would like come in to replace the granite countertops (laughs) just like uh yeah you're just you know you're you're trying to practice your cello and they're just (laughs) working in the kitchen and they're making so much noise 
I, I, yeah. It, it, and then his retort is, you know, well, it wasn't our money. We're spending our parents' money, you know, get better friends. Like, okay, Buck, I'm sorry my friends weren't as rich. My friend's parents weren't as rich as your friend's parents. So, but it's, yeah, it's, yeah. He, he was like, the get better friends, I, I like the... I'm like you, Lucas. Like we would, we would. There was this bar in Oxford called Roosters. They would do Dollar Blue Moon Night, and you know, not having a lot of money, my roommate would go to Dollar Beer Night. Not really for the beer, well, kind of for the beer, but his dinner would be the orange slice on the Blue Moon. Like <laughs> right. living in squalor is part of college. I, I feel like I feel like Buck missed the mark on that one, though. Yeah, he missed who, the mark. Sounds like he missed out. Who were Buck's friends in college? Like Drake? <laughs> was he hanging out with DJ Khaled? <laughs> It was but, uh, like bottle service. Another dude? one, like yeah, it was, like I, it was like uh, HTTP underscore slash Musk. I think was his roommate <laughs> for two out of the four years he was at Indiana. Yeah, living in a penthouse in Bloomington, which apparently has college bars with bottle service. That's the other thing. It's like not yeah. only the idea of yeah, it's relatable to be able to afford bottle service in college. What college towns have bars with co- with bottle service? Unless you're going right. to like. You know, uh, what? what's the university? UNLV in Vegas. Like, yeah, 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 that yeah, makes yeah, right. no sense to me why any establishment in Bloomington, Indiana would have the option of bottle service. Yeah, I thought Bloomington was like the quintessential college town. Like, my in my college town, they had like penny shots. I don't think Buck has ever even seen a penny. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, yeah, Bloomington. I mean, what's the nicest town in Indiana? Like, what, is it Indianapolis? Probably Indianapolis, yeah. Are there Outside- nice towns in Indiana? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Outside of Indianapolis, I didn't know there was a town in Indiana that offered bottles. You service. know what? We maybe should have asked Buck what was in the bottles because it probably could have just been milk. You know, like it it's like it, like a, the farm town like Bloomington. It was probably just something like, you know, like maple syrup or something, you know, something weird. Or we yeah, should. Maybe- Clarified. It could have just been that sort of attempt at a flex, you know, yeah. and, or, or, or like just the waiter brought over like a bucket of beers, like normal people, and they called that bottle service, and they just want to spread that message to everyone that they were getting bottle service in college, because technically that's bottle service, right? That's bottle service to me, right? You know, maybe, maybe it's, yeah, maybe he was just life. like at a, like a nursery or something, you know, like a daycare, <laughs> you know, and he was just like we, with we like all have had bottle service in that in that way. That's true. That's relatable. <laughs> See, that's relatable. You know, when you're a baby and you're getting bottle yeah. service. All right. Uh, that's better than college student. Yeah. And that in that case, I got bottle service more than four days a week. <laughs> Lucas, so until I was eight, nine years old, right? That's normal. <laughs> At the top of the show, we uh Austin came up with this. He 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 had this little bit. Um, uh, you know, who are you gonna everybody in the next two weeks wants to know who you're taking in the Super Bowl? Oh, who you got? Every single person. So, and when you work in sports, it's even worse because everyone asks. Who you got? Hey, who you got? For two weeks straight. It's just who you got. It's the most annoying question. It's so lame. It's such a lame conversation starter that like, uh, it's like, oh, it's like, you know, it's like, how's the weather? What TV shows are you watching? And who you got? Like the, just the lamest, like you're just trying to feel awkward silence. Well, the worst part is people uh, like acquaintances that don't work in sports that believe that because you work in sports, you will know the outcome of the game and that you can help yeah. them with money on the game. Uh, and right. I'm terrible at sport at gambling. I, I should not be giving anybody gambling advice. Uh, I try not to go to try not to lean too much into it because I will put myself in a hole. And, I and and you know, I tell people that and I'll get my picks wrong. And then I feel like I'm not validated. Like, oh, he's not a real sports guy. I didn't know who's going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> like I got both championship games dead wrong i i thought the 49ers would go in and beat the eagles in hindsight maybe that was a dumb pick it feels like 
they weren't going to win that game, Brock Purdy or no. Uh, and I had the Bengals to beat the Chiefs, even though the entire lead up, my whole logic was people are talking about Burrowhead, Joe Burrow's 3-0 and against the Chiefs. And I was like, well, okay, that just means he's due for a loss against the Chiefs. And then like an idiot, I still picked the Bengals and I lost. <laughs> so I don't know who I got. I have no idea who I got. And if I do know, uh, I don't want to bit, put that responsibility on somebody like uh, that is depending on me to win money on it because just because I work in sports. Well, not not so much as who you got, but who would you rather see win? Put yourself in, in, in the shoes of a Titans fan. Okay, you, you've got A.J. Brown and sure, you've got Brett Kern up there. Okay, in Philadelphia. On the other side, it's literally uh, like our she, favorite and least favorite Titan right now. You isn't know? it? Yeah, it is quite a and, juxtaposition. And then you've got the Chiefs who I compared to the Tennessee Vols. Uh, you know, they're good, but now they are, you know, they've been reminded that they're good, right? Which is which is even more dangerous. And it's gonna be hell over the next few years if they can keep this up without Tyreek Hill. Winning one without Tyreek Hill, I think, validates a lot of uh of of what the Chiefs are feeling right now. So if you're a Titans fan and you're watching this game, who would you find yourself pulling for? I still think the Eagles, um, and not even with the A.J. Brown stuff. I, I do think there's a contingency of Titans fans that are very much in the camp of, and hey, that wasn't A.J.'s fault. That was the guy whose fault that was got fired. So that's been taken care of. But I think I would go Eagles uh, because I, I'm a I'm a Jalen Hurts fan. I really like his path to, to, uh, to where he is and the Super Bowl. I think the Eagles fan base is the best in the NFL. I really enjoyed that is the fan base. I enjoyed most on the road um, was in Philly. Like I just appreciated just how much they lean in to the despicable hatred that Eagles fans display on a weekly basis during the NFL season. I got, I got to admit, I love fly Eagles fly. And uh, I got to say when the Titans went to Arrowhead on Sunday night football, I thought the environment was a little lackluster. I don't know. I thought it lacked a little wow. bit. Wow. I left okay. thinking like, oh, okay. I mean, yeah, Arrowhead, it was cool. It was really cool. I mean, the stadium is beautiful. But I left thinking, I wasn't blown away. Arrowhead, isn't that supposed to be like the loudest stadium in the league? Eh, it really wasn't. It was loud the other day, though. I think they got up for the AFC Championship. But I think I'm going to lean Eagles because that is the most deserving slash non not deserving fan base in the NFL uh, for another championship. Are you, are you a Titans fan? Uh, yeah, born in Nashville. So I, I did grow up a Titans fan. Okay. So are you, uh, well, yeah, which, sorry, I don't, I don't mean to, uh, you know, throw out your allegiance. Thanks for bombing my journalistic. I was going to say, if you try and keep that mom for the air, I just, I was curious. I was curious. No, um, I mean, full, like full disclosure. I grew up a Titans fan. I went to the university of Tennessee, like the Tennessee thing. I don't even try so much to hide anymore, but yeah, born yeah. And raised in Nashville. Uh, that, that, that was the only option for me. I wasn't one of these kids that, you know, went chasing after the Colts because Peyton Manning was there. No, nah, good man. Okay. Good man. Nice. I know. Thank God bless you for that. I didn't think uh, I had a choice. Apparently some people did. Yeah. Well, which is so stupid. They, they shouldn't have had a choice, but they yeah. somehow they did. Um, on the Jalen hurts thing, is he, uh, can Alabama claim him? Are they allowed to? I, I a hundred percent think Alabama can claim him. Yes. You think so? You think yes. they, they can? 1000%. Even, even, even though, even though they said, Hey, uh, we're not starting you anymore. So you're going to have to go somewhere else to play. Yes. They okay. can still do that. I and I hate Alabama with every fiber of my being. Like my four years in high school, I went to high school in Birmingham. My four oh, years God. in high school as a Tennessee fan were 2010, 11, 12, 13. That was a <laughs> Auburn National Championship, Alabama National Championship, Alabama National Championship, Auburn losing in the national championship game to Florida State. And Tennessee was six and six, five and seven, five and seven, five and seven. So that was hell. I hate yeah. Alabama with every fiber of my being. 
But Jalen Hurts, man, uh, A, he, he won you two SEC championships. If you're a Bama fan, the whole storyline of the 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 type of teammate that he was to Tua, despite getting benched for Tua in the national championship game, the way he still ran onto the field after they beat Georgia on second and 26, embraced Tua after the fact, and went into the next season as the backup quarterback, understanding, hey, he's not the guy, and just kind of working on his game. The development of his passing game was massive in that season. And then coming in for Tua in the SEC championship, to lead a comeback against Georgia and then sitting down with Nick Saban after that season, still understanding Tua is the guy next year. So, okay, let's figure out what, what is the best landing spot for you in your final year of eligibility. And that ended up being Oklahoma. Unless you're an Oklahoma fan, like be honest guys, do you really associate Jalen hurts with the Oklahoma Sooners? Like when you think Jalen hurts college, I do is Oklahoma. What comes to mind? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Uh, Same with Doriel green Beckham. Oklahoma what's your favorite for moment? Sure. What's, what's your? Oh my goodness, I forgot about his cup of coffee, Norman. What's your favorite uh, moment? Let's reminisce for a sec, Austin. What's your favorite Jalen Hurts moment with oh. the Oakland Sooners? Easy, dude. Is that? It's got to be that that touchdown. Um, the touchdown in that big game. Oh, so many. <laughs> yeah, the one in Norman. Uh, where the it was a deep it was a deep touchdown pass. Um, That's what I'm saying. When you think yeah. about Jalen Hurts in Alabama, you think about that. His when I think of Jalen Hurts in Alabama, like basically. Which I'm not arguing here. I'm legitimately asking because I'm curious because I think it's I think it's a fascinating discussion. Um, but when I when I think of Jalen Hurts, your your argument for why Alabama should be able to claim Jalen was because he was so good while riding the bench. Like he was so kind to Tua. He was so nice. Like he took it. He took <laughs> he riding also, the bench very bear. well. You know, but he won them two championships. He won them two SEC titles. Who? I mean, I, don't care. I mean, I think I think you could put like. Uh, you could put uh, Ryan Tannehill's broken ankle in at quarterback, and they would have won two SEC titles. I think. I think uh, uh, literally, uh, <laughs> Zach Mettenberger could have won two SEC titles. <laughs> hey, no, no shade on Uncle Zach Mettenberger. He's. I sorry, think he's actually at Alabama as an assistant right now. By the way, um, oh, good for him. Full circle. Lucas, is he really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he is. Um, but I, Lucas, I don't know why I said full circle. Anyway, go on. Buck seems like the type of guy to read his texts out loud, and he is plugged into the Titans. So I'm wondering if you've got any inside information that maybe Buck read out loud as he received it through text on who the offensive coordinator might be. I know they've got a couple Ooh. candidates. We Austin and I believe that it's going to be one of the Chiefs guys. What do you think? No, Buck doesn't have a damn clue who the offensive coordinator is. <laughs> That's my, my favorite thing is when we get questions – um, when we get questions, you know, directed at a Titans insider, cause that's what Buck is. Uh, but questions that I know he doesn't have the answer to. And, uh, and, and it's so funny cause people ask these questions completely expecting an answer, uh, because well, you're Titans insider. Why wouldn't you know this? And so I love just kind of like watching him, uh, kind of try to formulate an answer while just kind of eyeing him from across the glass. thinking like, yeah, you have no idea. You have no idea what this person wants to know. So no, Buck has no clue who the offensive coordinator is going to be. I, I don't think anybody does. Yeah. You got to give the Titans credit too, man. This is the most, this might be the most tight-lipped organization uh, in the NFL. Like even the names that have been brought up, like who are the names that have concretely been brought up to be the next play caller for the Titans? Eric Bieniemy. Um, Matt Nagy and then Tim Kelly, obviously just being an internal candidate. And then Charles London's name was brought up. So four names that have been brought up one that we just have completely assumed because he's an internal candidate. There's been no reports that the Titans have actually sat down with Tim Kelly. So, you know, they've, they're, they're considering more than four candidates. 
more than three or four candidates, and we have no clue what that list might look like. Look like. So you got to give them credit. But yeah, Buck has absolutely doesn't have a damn clue who the next OC of the Titans is going to be. I figured the, uh, it, it's it's it, it just feels like they're waiting until after the Super Bowl, which makes me believe it's got to be one of the Chiefs guys. But that could just be they're waiting. It could to just be due them. diligence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, I don't know. It, it, Justin Allen's the the other guy that they've uh, expressed interest in, who was the Broncos' offensive coordinator, but only called plays for the final two games of the season. So I don't know. If right. Well, that, so that was the key. There was they interviewed Alton, but it was unclear what position they interviewed him for. So I have no idea what they're because they got to fill, you know, they got to fill an offensive line coaching job. They got to fill a secondary coaching job. They got to fill uh, a couple of different spots around that around that staff. So I don't have a damn clue what the Tennessee Titans are going to do with their offensive coordinator. So Buck hasn't gotten bottle service with anyone while they've been in town for their interviews. No, not that I know of. I'm going to and I'm going to I'm going to hit him with that now constantly in Mobile, getting oysters, see if they have bottle service. You know, I, I doubt they even have bottle service in Mobile. <laughs> yeah. You think there's a single joint? I don't know. Mobile claims Mardi Gras. So if you're going to claim a holiday, like it's like, Gras, yeah, the bottle service in Mobile is just moonshine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I like to imagine that Buck sits down in very normal restaurants and just is appalled if they don't have bottle service or some other certain things that he expects or like he's, water. it's like the Lucille Bluth. Uh, and you, do you guys ever watch Arrested Development? Yes, yeah. Love it. Yeah. What, what could a banana cost? $10 like that that's <laughs> approach to everything. There's always money in the banana stand. Like, you know, someone's been hanging out in downtown Nashville too long where they think that $9 is just like a normal price for a Miller light. Lucas, um, I think it's only fitting. We save our best content um, for the very end. Um, but that is, uh, of course, turf talk. Dude, um, where where do you lie on the Titans resodding their field, which feels a little weird in the sense that it's like it's like, yeah, hey, I'm I'm about to uh, I'm about to move. But I think I'm going to do all these renovations to my house before I tear it down. Um, is it? um do you like them? Uh, let me just ask. I'm just going to say this. Here's my question. Grass. Hmm. <laughs> Very intellectual. <laughs> um, well, it's got to, it, it, it's got to tell you that the Titans are uh, extremely uh, trying, desperately trying to find answers to this injury thing. Right. right. Because th that was one of the first lines in the press release. Like studies show that there are less injuries on this type of grass and the, you know, so I I don't know what to think because you have NFL players constantly saying, you know, get rid of turf fields, get rid of turf fields, injuries right. happen on turf fields. And then here come the Titans with, well, studies show that on our grass at Nissan Stadium, lower body injuries were X amount of times more likely in the years between 2018 and 2021. So I don't know what to think. I mean, what about you? Like, did you guys prefer one or the other ever growing up? Like whether it was playing sports, like anything, like, I don't, I don't know what high school sports you guys might've played, but did you have a preference? Austin was an well, SEC running back. So he's got, he's got a little more uh, credibility. <laughs> technically I was a big 12 running back. Uh, That's true. Oh, Mizzou. That's right. That's right. Uh, okay. Austin. So did you, did you prefer uh turf or grass? Well, I got concussed uh, twice on a, on, do you remember the old school on the old school astro like the astro turf yeah like that the concrete yeah so our indoor facility uh at mizzou was the old school astro which is yeah it was concrete with sandpaper that's what it was like playing on and it was the, the absolute worst playing surface great to juke on like if you're just trying to juke someone out oh it's great your, your footing is amazing but 
but it sucked everything else because it, it would just scrape your arms up and it was terrible. So that is the absolute worst. Field turf, I think, is I enjoyed playing on field turf a little bit better than grass because I've again I felt like you got better footing on it. And that's where I kind of come to this argument from was like, who could I juke better in? <laughs> and um and field turf was always my my choice. But grass is um, but you hear all these players talk about grass and how it's it's better and yada yada. But I think there's a difference between the grasses. I think you have to have good grass. And every year come Music City Bowl season, and even before then, you would see the Titan Stadium just like it would be it would be very brown. Very, very brown and disgusting, and it was awful. But then, like, you know, you think, oh, well, that's just how grass gets. That's how it is. But I'm watching the AFC title game this past Sunday, and Kansas City's turf looked immaculate. It is looked, it turf yeah, or grass? Or grass, grass? Grass, excuse yeah, me. Yes, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Like, their, their grass looked it just absolutely immaculate, and like as if it like would look on night one of like week one, the very first game of the season. So I, I, I think it's, I don't know it. this whole thing feels a little sleight of hand to me. It feels like the Titans are trying to say, Oh, well, it's gotta be the grass. It's gotta be the turf. When I think there may be issues in how, you know, their training goes with how their field management goes. I don't know. I just, I'm I'm having a hard time buying the whole thing. They 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 need to look at everything for sure. Like don't don't just check the grass box and say okay fixed it. You know right but yeah like no more drafting guys with debilitating knee injuries coming out of college. Um, you know <laughs> yeah everything yeah. needs to list. be looked at. <laughs> There's a long list that we can look at. Uh, yeah they they so they they put turf in and then they draft a guy 11th overall that's like midway through ACL recovery. Uh, yeah. no. they're like, well, 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 we fired we fired John Robinson, so we got AJ Brown back. <laughs> um, well, I guess Arrowhead probably uh, hosts less events, I would imagine, uh, just because of Nissan Stadium's a busy place, man. And I contend that Nissan Stadium of of every NFL stadium I've been to. Nissan Stadium is the best location in the NFL, which is a pro- probably a big reason why so many things happen at Nissan Stadium. It's right there across the river. You just walk over from downtown. TSU plays there. The Music City Bowl plays there. Two of those years, in 2020 and 2021, Nashville Soccer Club is playing all of its games there. So an entire MLS season is played on that field, uh, leading up to and bleeding into an NFL season. So there's so much going on. And... uh and something about the climate that they talked about in the press release too, and how difficult yeah. it is to keep that consistent. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think I, I have grass friends. I can call. I think, I think I've got some, that's, <laughs> Yeah, I have more sources on grass than Buck does on the Titans offensive. Coordinator. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can make some calls and be like, Hey man, what's going on here? Why don't you talk? You got about a grass guy. It? Yeah. I got grass guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, he is Lucas Panzeca. You can catch him on the Buck Rising show every weekday. In fact, probably, look, dare I say the best part about the show? People are asking. People are asking. Uh, most Lucas relatable. Panzeca, most relatable, <laughs> that is for sure. Most relatable. No question about that. <laughs> the only relatable part about listening to the Buck Rising show is our guy right here, <laughs> Lucas Panzeca. Lucas, uh, at Lucas Panzeca on Twitter and Instagram, correct? Yes, sir. 
Okay, so guys, give him a follow there. And, uh, dude, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, to talk grass with us. We appreciate it. Yeah, y'all rock, man. Appreciate y'all. There are no flags on the field. It's a miracle. Tennessee has pulled a miracle. Special thanks to Lucas Panzeca for two things. One, for, <laughs> for the interview, and two, for distracting us from so much breaking news. While we were talking to Lucas Panzeca, so many things went down, which by the time you hear this, you'll already be well aware of. But for starters, Sean Payton's going to the Denver Broncos. Okay, that's, uh, you know, and I don't want to admit this out loud, but Sean Payton was on my very, very, very short list of potentially being the Titans OC, you know, like, it's like, look, <laughs> you know, I would take Sean Payton as an OC. I know he like was uh, being courted by every NFL team with a head coaching vacancy. And he had his pick of the litter and was, will probably get paid like $10 million minimum for coaching. Uh, now the Broncos, but I was kind of, you know, I was holding out hope. And at very least, at very least, I was hoping the Titans would hire Kevin James playing Sean Payton as their mm -hmm. OC. I would take again, still an upgrade from last season. Um, and, uh, and then on top of that, Jack D'Amico Ryan's hired by the Texans. I don't know about you, dude, but I'm a little nervous that we will not be, I I'm a little nervous for our, our hit segment, our nationally renowned segment laughing at the Texans. I don't know if we will be busting out that segment anytime soon, just based off of this hire. Cause I re I mean, it's a good hire. I, I hate it as, as a Titans fan. I hate the hire because I think it's a good hire. It's a good hire. But, it, 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 just kind of how I felt about the Titans GM, uh, except that we know more about Danico or D'Amico Ryan's. He, he played for the Texans. Obviously he comes from a successful organization in San Francisco. Same with Rand Carton or Rand, Rand Carthon. Um, Ran a really good defense. I mean, it was a top-ranked defense over like the last handful of years. Oh yeah, it was the best defense in the NFL this past season. But it's funny, I don't, I, I don't think that anyone in the NFL has this problem. Their own head coach has once sued their employer. D'Amico Ryan's in 2016 sued the Texans, citing an an Achilles injury, and they reached a settlement. Um, with the companies that ran the the stadium and the turf, the turf company. So oh, D'Amico Ryans is a head coach for the team that he sued when he tore his Achilles playing for said team earlier in his career. I think that's a fascinating angle. And of course, of course, the Texans, even the Texans, they make a good hire, but it's a guy, the, the guy they hired has already sued them before. I, that that's good for laughing at the Texans. Well, that's that's good for a chuckle. I'd say that's good for a okay. chuckle. Giggling, right, so. giggling about the Texans, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, awkward. <laughs> uh, okay, and I think that's a nice segue to get into our next segment. So, with all of that said, let's talk turf. <laughs> Jack, um, look, nothing gets me more fired up than syn synthetic surface talk. Oh, I don't yeah. know about you, but uh, breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. The Tennessee Titans, your Tennessee Titans are replacing the grass at Nissan Coliseum 
with monofilament matrix helix turf with organic infill. Oh, gosh. Oh, oh give it to me. Say give it again. me the grass talk. Any turf takes you got out there, send them our way at Tighten Up Pod on Instagram or on Twitter and at Tighten Up Podcast on Instagram. Give it to us. Oh, now, my gosh, dude. This is big. Um, I think that this is Mike Vrabel's call. I think Vrabel's like, dude, is there anything possible that could maybe help, you know, mitigate some of these injury issues that we've been having? And he's like, huh? Mm-hmm. Change the grass. So the Titans sod apparently it- wasn't holding up. It was it was causing injuries. Um, but the other side of the coin is that turf has no give. It doesn't have the give that natural grass does, which can really tear up players' lower bodies. <laughs> yeah, it's it's an interesting time for this move to be made because. The Titans are going to move into that that awesome new stadium here in a few years, and it's kind of like it's kind of like if Austin, you had put your house up for sale, right? Mm-hmm. You put your house, you've gotten a few bites, you know you're going to be moving soon, and you've had this dirt driveway. You know the dirt driveway has been pretty good, but you know your your son Caleb, who very young son, just got his license. He's popped a tire driving down this this dirt driveway, maybe a pothole after it rained. It's it's not a great driveway, but it holds up. And really, it was more of Caleb's fault than the driveway's fault. He was flying down the driveway. Yeah, right. But, but you're still Caleb's about such to a, move. Caleb is such a douchebag, you he, know? He's gotten so many tickets. And there's just such a history of, of these type of behaviors, going fast in the car in places where you shouldn't be going. Okay. And keep in mind, you're still about to move. Okay, you've got this dirt driveway. You know it's had it, it, it's cost a couple tires, blown a couple tires, but you're looking to replace it, and the the replacement is shards of glass and screws. Okay, with a couple with a couple thumbtacks mixed in, right? Yeah, right. It feels like they're they're making this problem worse. Like going from sod to turf, it doesn't sound like a good well, idea. I know that there's you know data data studies and everything behind it, but listening from Derrick Henry on Busting with the Boys, he. He's anti-turf. He's not excited about having to play on turf in that new stadium. Like a lot of these guys are are the same. They feel the same way about turf. Uh, it's it's a confusing move to me, and especially for a place that they're about to move out of and tear down completely. Like I understand trying things and experimenting with different you know playing surfaces before you move into your new place and figure out what works. But this just seems like they're throwing caution to the wind, saying, you know what, hey. Uh, next year, 2023 Titans, go out there, run. Uh, we'll we'll see how it impacts injuries. And you guys will be our guinea pigs for when we actually get a new stadium and can play on a playing <laughs> surface that we have deemed safe. Yeah. The keep in mind it would be it would be shards of glass with thumbtacks with organic infill. Mm. So uh no, I yeah, it does it does feel like it's like the Titans are um, you know, their grass was getting torn up and chewed up and and so the they want to replace it with something that will in turn tear up their players knees um (laughs) as an experiment yeah which i look i don't i don't know apparently this is not like your your everyday turf like this is not your everyday like um synthetic grass that that you see in a lot of stadiums is a little bit different uh Apparently, and uh, Titans have had a lot of injuries, um, according to their study, according to the article that Jim Wyatt put out for uh, Titans, Tennessee Titans 
website, which I mean, take it all with a grain of salt or uh, one of those little black little pebbles, um, rubber pe- uh, pebbles. Yeah, from tires. Yeah, <laughs> which I I think this is is a lot of PR work being done by the Titans right now. Um, I don't think they would be making this change knowing that, you know, they're going to be tearing down this stadium here in a couple of years if they didn't think it was going to benefit. However, this feels a lot like a magician's sleight of hand. You know, you've got a famous magician, David Copperfield, for example. Do you you know David Copperfield? Is that too? Yeah, no, I know David Copperfield. That's that's a dated reference. Okay. Um, so, you know, he once made the Statue of Liberty disappear. All right. Pretty impressive. If you ask me, honestly, we don't talk about it enough that David Copperfield made Lady Liberty disappear before our very eyes. Okay. So when it comes to magic, yeah, keep David Blaine, you know, Chris Angel, get out of here. Okay. Until you make Lady Liberty go bye-bye. I'll, you, you're not a true magician. Yeah, but David Copperfield hasn't eaten like 300 pounds of glass like David Blaine. Well, that is that is true. Um, is that magic though? That just I don't think like that's torture. magic. Yeah, I think that's just like psych, psych, like he needs to be in a psych ward. He needs to be com- uh, ad- committed, admitted, admitted into a psych ward. Committed. He needs to be committed into a psych ward. Yeah, but, maybe, so, maybe it's like a it's like a recruit trying to pick his college. He gets psych ward, uh, medical ward, whatever. Right. And he just pick, right. He puts on he puts on the hat, or the person comes behind him and puts on the straight jacket of yeah his new university that he'd be attending. Which Jack, I don't know if you've ever dappled in magic. I don't know if you ever got one of those uh, plastic magic sets with um, the wand. You know, plastic wand maybe comes with a top hat and, you know, you and like the ring trick and all these different things mm. to be a good magician, Jack, you have to be really good at sleight of hand. Mm-hmm. Now, look, I don't want to be I don't want to be like that guy on those old Fox TV shows where you re- reveal the magician's tricks and how they do it. But most magician's tricks are made because of sleight of hand. They're like, oh, oh, look at over here. Look over here. Boom. I just stole your car keys. And look, your car keys are in this deck of cards. Boom. And you're like, what? How did that happen? It's because you were looking over here. You were looking over here. That to me is like what this feels like. This feels like sleight of hand by the Tennessee Titans. They're like, we're changing the turf. And I don't know if you noticed or not, but since the turf news came out, every single person has uh, become a a true green lawn care professional. <laughs> it is like they're like uh this is not this is not very good but you know every Titans fan is suddenly like a turf, turf expert. The, the turf takes it, are it, flying lot of, out there. The turf takes are flying dude. By it the is way, unbelievable. Turf, turf is a new four letter word I think for NFL fans. You say it and people are like, "Oh, you can't say turf." You can't say you can't, yeah. you can't play on turf out here. Oh, I don't want to do that. Right, which I I just refer to turf because turf used to just mean any type of grass. So I I say turf for any uh, playing surface. But yeah, now turf is just the the synthetic surfaces, and I feel like the Titans are saying we're changing our turf, and that should fix our injury problems. No more injuries. <laughs> we've had so many injuries over the last. We've led the NFL in injuries over the last two seasons, but not anymore because we're changing our turf. How silly does that sound, though? Oh, we're going to fix our injury issues by changing the playing surface. When I mean, it's just like 
soft tissue injuries that the Titans have been dealing with. Like Christian Fulton's groin hasn't been healthy since he was drafted. David right. Long's had issues with his hamstring. I mean, there, there's a ton of soft tissue injuries that aren't even caused by the playing surface. They're just and they're 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 repeat offenders. Rabel called them repeat offenders at the end of the season. Soft tissue guys. I don't. I, I think that this is a silly, silly. If you think that this solves everything, that's foolish. It, it just feels it feels to me, and I know after the season everyone's had people are looking to headhunt. They want everyone fired. Um Even and grass. Fire well, the grass. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get that <laughs> grass out of here. Uh, which look, it wouldn't be the first time the Titans have fired their grass. Remember uh, the home opener against the Colts? <laughs> That's true. Yeah. They they fired a lot of grass. Uh, DGB was firing up some grass when he was with the Titans. I know that much. Maybe Chris Johnson, Darren Bates. Darren Bates was firing up some grass on the team plane. All right. Uh, so full disclosure, uh, my internet went down in the middle of our terrific uh, tech turf takes. Uh, it is, uh, I think we Jack and I were on a roll there for a little bit, and my internet just decided to go out. Look, I'm not, I don't know if you're into conspiracies or not, but I think big turf is on to us. Mm-hmm. They heard us bad-mouthing their product, and I think they wanted to end all things for that. I think I think uh, Big Turf has more of an eye and their, their finger on the pulse of this nation more than uh, the CIA, more than the FBI, more than the NRA, anything with a three-letter, uh, uh, more than the NFL, I, anything with a three-letter uh, acronym. I think big turf has got uh, better abilities with, and and that's why they cut my Wi-Fi right as we. They're were trying to that. censor the Titan Up podcast. They really we will are. Not be quieted. We will not. We will silence. not. We will if speak anything, out against the injustices done on players, um, ACLs and MCLs, and all will, beautiful ligaments that are structured to keep the knee in place. And we know what big turf does. We know they're trying to tear those ligaments apart, but we won't let yeah. them. Oh, we will not. We will not. We were trying to speak out for our brethren uh, on the two-tone blue Tennessee Titans, and uh, they tried to, to to silence us, but we will not. Again, we'll take to the streets with this if we have to. And, Jack, look, Nashville, the in the um, in the article that Jim Wyatt, Uncle Jim Wyatt, put out for Titans' website, uh, he wrote in the, actually, the very first paragraph, wrote, Nashville exists in a transition climate zone, which makes growing a consistent grass surface throughout the entire NFL season nearly impossible, okay? Now, this kind of goes back to my point about the sleight of hand, too, where Titans are like, oh, let's fix the turf and not look at, I don't know, maybe the people that work on these athletes day in and day out. Again, I'm not being accusatory. I'm not saying people need to be fired. I'm just saying, hey, let's maybe take a better look at strength and conditioning. Let's take a look at our our training staff, whatever that may be. Um, And maybe they did. I don't know. Again, I'm just a damn idiot podcaster. But this, uh, this whole PR that the Titans have kind of wrapped this turf change into which I'm I'm not I'm I don't have like strong opinions for or against. Again, it's grass. And if you do have strong opinions for or against, I think that just speaks more to us as Titans fans than it does anyone. But yeah, that's a, that's a you problem. Yeah, but to but to kind of package this up as like oh, it's a climate situation for the Titans, and and this is they kind of almost have to go this way. First of all, 
they've had the same climate for the most part. You know, obviously it's changed a little bit over the last 20 years, but overall the same weather weather schemes and everything have been fairly the same. And, 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 but to rebut that a little bit, you've got cities like green Bay that are in much worse climates. You've got cities like uh, Kansas city, Kansas city is in a much worse climate than Nashville and their grass was immaculate for that AFC championship. Like to the point where I legitimately said, Oh wow. In fact, I think I might have a tweet saved in my drafts on, (laughs) on Twitter about me commenting about how good Kansas city's grass looked uh, on, on there. And, and that is like, I'm, I'm actually looking right now as I, as I speak, because I remember just being like, that is amazing grass for being this deep into the season. And um, I, I don't think I do. Maybe I, yeah, no, I don't have it, but, and again, this is not me making like a, uh, Oh, Oh, the grass is always greener on the other side when it comes to the Kansas city chiefs, which it is. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I mean, it very much the, all of the chiefs grass is greener, uh, both figuratively and literally, but they're, uh, their grass truly is is greener, um, and mm-hmm. so for for you to say like, oh, grass can't be sustainable in in this type of climate, that that's just total hogwash. That's some really green grass you got there, Kansas City. Be a shame if somebody were to litter it with yellow penalty flags. <laughs> Not against the Chiefs, that's for sure. <laughs> I, no, uh, but, but I, I I will the say the Chiefs but, are playing. The Titans, I mean, how many times have we seen guys slip and fall? Titans players, especially uh, at home in games played in, in Nissan. Do you think that it's common? I, I feel like it's not like a common thing. I, I don't uh, know. Maybe it's I, just me not paying attention to, to people slipping and falling. But, like, I don't like – I haven't gone through seasons and I haven't really watched Titans games and, like, at the end be like, man. You know, the Titans are really slipping a lot out there today. The only game it, I can remember thinking that about was when the Titans – Got their butts kicked in the snow in Green Bay. More more than normal, honestly. I I, I do you remember. Think? I, th- I think it was like a punt return earlier this year where um, I forget who it was, but someone like they they kind of turned a corner and boom, just slipped right there on the turf. Yeah, but the and, punt returner hasn't like earned the benefit of the doubt in Tennessee. Well, and this tweet comes from PK on December 11th of last year. A tuba player for the Nolensville High School band just took a spill near the same spot. Oh, where Dontrell Hilliard slipped on an early punt return. So it was. It was. Um, John- wait, 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 wait. You, you just randomly dug that up on the spot or did you have that holstered? No, I did. I did have that tweet holstered, but I that was exactly the, the Dontrell Hilliard uh, punt return was. Was that exactly was, was, what I was thinking of. What what school was the tuba player from? Uh, Nolansville High School. So, okay. All right. I mean, look, Nolansville High School known to not have the greatest band in the world. Not the most but, athletic band in the world. Sure, but tuba players they have a sturdy base. Mm-hmm. They have a pretty pretty sturdy base when it comes. If I look, if I know my my marching bands, and this is not a shot of marching bands, I do not. I have all the respect in the world for marching bands. I know there are some people out there like the Clay Travis's of the world, and even Jim Rome got in trouble for uh, taking shots at marching. You're going at the band. Marching bands practice more than football, the high school football teams, and that's not a joke. They practice more, and they there. I am. I have the utmost respect for marching bands. So 
when a tuba player from Nolensville High School slips on turf, yeah, maybe you do need to change the grass. Maybe you do need to change to, to synthetic surfaces. <laughs> I'm not joking. Three. This is not like we're tongue in cheek with almost everything that we do. This is not like I have respect for bands. And if a tuba player is slipping on the grass, they practice hard and that should not happen. So that to me, um, well, but if a tuba, if a tuba player has the, the sturdiest lower body, I mean, now, now I need to know kind of power rankings on athleticism Ooh. in the band. Okay, good. I'm glad you asked. I am glad you asked. So the power rankings of sturdiest bases. Yes. Okay. In band. I have to uh, think the this, bass player is probably number one. This is very quickly off the top of my head. So like the bass, like the, um, the bass of the bass player, like the, like a, an electric bass, like a guitar. Or are you talking sure. like stand like stand up bass? I don't really know a lot of the instruments. Okay, all right. Well, Jack, then just step aside. Okay, top yeah, five power rankings. Top five power rankings of uh, band members with the sturdiest bases. Okay, number five, the piccolo. Okay, mm-hmm. not a very strong bass. You know, it's still it's not. Uh, it's one of the weaker bases to begin with. No offense to piccolo the top players. Five. It well, well, yeah, it does crack the top five, but this is probably the only five instruments I know how to name. The coming in at number four, trumpets. Okay, uh-huh. trumpets. Look, only, only they only have to worry about three buttons on their instrument. Okay, um, it's not a lot going on there up, up top, and even less going on at their base. Okay, need a little bit more work out of you guys. Hit the don't skip leg day, trumpet players. The ladder drill, player. cone drills. Right. Exactly. Uh, coming in number three, trombone players. Okay. Mm-hmm. Trombone players. Now, this is where we're starting. Once we hit that top three is when we're starting to see the, the, the nice solid bases. And trombone players, look, they're like uh they they were like the 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 titans of years past before this past season. Um, where it was like everyone knew the Chiefs were the were the best, the Bills were very close second, and then like and then you had to throw the Titans in the conversation. Trombone players are the titans in that sense. Okay. okay. You got to throw you got to throw them in the conversation when you're talking strong bases with bands. Uh coming in at number 2, well, clearly it's most definitely and this might come as a shock. Flute players. Really? The strongest yeah. bass. I know, I know, and people are like, "Well, wait, how are you going to downplay the piccolos when you're giving the flute players so much?" So it's that's two strong woodwind instruments. Well, it's because Flutes, uh, flutes are sneaky athletic. Flute players, sneaky athletic. People don't think enough about how, um, how, how nimble and agile they are. Mm-hmm. They're like the Sean Greens of the world. Um, the 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 Dexter McClusters. What they lack the in strength, they make fo- make up for in agility. Oh yeah, without question. So don't sleep on flute players, and don't sleep with flute players because they can be kinky in the bedroom. Oh. <laughs> uh, and lastly, number one is of course the tuba player. The tuba player, without question, one of the strongest bases uh, when it comes to being agile on uh, the on on any marching band surface. They're the big so. uglies of the marching band. They're the oh hogs. yeah they. And They're in the much trenches. respect, much respect to all the tuba players out there. Um, they they got to give, got to give love to the tuba. So if, if, if a guy, if a tuba player from Nolensville is slipping on the turf in front of everyone at Nissan Coliseum, got not going to stand. Problem. 
I think Miss Amy is making the right call to change the grass. Now, we jo- joked earlier about how every Titans fan has become a turf expert over the last 24 hours. Honestly, I didn't know we had this many turf experts uh, within this fan base. I, I'm truly impressed with how many true green lawn care professionals we have amongst our mitts, but we do. And so I went down the comments of the Titans post of Jim Wyatt's article and I picked out a few of my favorites. Do you mind if I read some of these to you? No, please. Okay, this one comes via Ricky, okay? Titans fans just love to complain about, in all caps, everything. Now every fan is an expert on turf? You all realize turf from 1987 and turf from 2023 are very different, right? Next week, you will all be mad they switched to a different brand of paper in the offices. I don't think the ink will be as bold on this new paper. They'll have to buy bolder pens, and my taxes will go up to pay for them. LOL. That's Ricky, something li- that that's literally uh, when I when I heard you read that, I thought that maybe that was something that you had prepared for this podcast that you decided to scrap. <laughs> Is Ricky my burner Facebook burner account? <laughs> I think he might be. That sounds I, exactly like something you would say on this podcast, Ricky. I you know what? Well done, Ricky. I I actually respect that take. Damien, however, he says, why would we do all this when we are building a a entire new stadium to begin with? Face palm emoji. Spend money on the team first. Okay. Someone's going to tell Damien that this isn't coming out of the salary cap. Yeah, no, Damien. It's not like it's not like we have to like, oh, who do we pay? Ryan Tannehill or the turf guy? You know, (laughs) it's like I think it's uh, it's not it's not quite a cap hit. Uh, to replace the sod. <laughs> yeah. If if Miss Amy wants to replace the sod on the field or the paper in the office, as Ricky suggested, she can do so at her own dime. And it's <laughs> yeah. not going to... I don't. It's, it's not like she's deciding between retaining David Long or changing <laughs> playing surfaces, right? Like, but, but real quick, what would you choose? Would you rather have David Long or a new playing surface? Uh, give me David Long. Okay. All right. See, I'll go playing service there. Uh, no, this one comes from Carl and that's Carl spelled with a K. Well, at least the field will look good. Even if the players are junk. That's that's classic Titans Facebook. You know, Carl drives a pickup truck. Yeah, Carl does. <laughs> Carl does. And, he, and he's the guy who watches the Titans game and with, with no one in particular that he comes with. You can never tell. Like if the person to his left or right really knows him, but he's the king <laughs> of back in my day, or this didn't yeah. used to be this way, or yeah. I remember when he's that guy. Carl, 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 that one felt good coming out of the holster from Carl. He was <laughs> like, oh yeah. He's like, oh yeah, the, the turf may look good, but the players on it are junk. <laughs> <laughs> he came back to that every 10 minutes looking to see how many likes it had to. He did. He did. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, and then among all the complaints and people uh, need to actually read the article comments, which there were a lot of those, which on Facebook, pretty much no one reads uh, articles. They just read headlines and then they comment. I know um, this from experience. So there's, yes. So now there's like become the wave of people being like, well, you need to actually read the article. They're like the those people are the smartest of the smarts. They're the Harvard grads on Facebook, the people that actually click the articles and read them. And then they talk down to others uh, on Facebook who did not. And but however, only one comment asked what truly needed to be asked, in my opinion. 
This one comes via Sean. I just want to know how the end zone is going to look. We're going to stick with the boring letters or actually paint that thing and give it life. <laughs> Checkerboard. Dude, I I love this take by Sean because honestly, it's really the only thing we as Titans fans should be concerning ourselves with. I I want to know, are they painting it like that? I think it should go back to a color of some sort. It like get make it navy blue, make it uh light blue, whatever you need to do. But that 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 Enzo needs to be colored again if it's if we're getting turf in there. Yeah, but I don't know. You I don't, don't know. You I don't like know the non-painted. I don't know how I feel about the colored. Now that I think about it, the colored end zone that is. I I, I don't know. Maybe red. Think, like what are your back. options? You can't you can't go white. You could go red. They did go red for a few holiday games back in the day. But think back to when the Titans were at their greatest. Those end zones were painted. Yeah. The, those end zones had color. Sean is right. They'd need to paint those end zones and give it life. They, think about I'll, I'll sit they, on that one. I'll sit on that one. I, okay. I, I don't know where I stand, so I'm not going to I'm not going to dive in. Just on think, one side. I just think back to like every and not like the first season. I think the first season they may have gone um, or at least for the first few games of the first season. I don't think they painted the end zones, but eventually they did paint the end zones. Yeah. And I think they need to go back to it. So anyway, oh, oh, uh, oh, all right, that's going to do it for our our turf takes and turf talk. Um, again, this is we're in for such a long off season. The NFL season is not even concluded yet, and we've already had fights about turf. So i <laughs> I don't know what to expect. Uh, I really hope that Ryan Tannehill doesn't drink any Celsius uh, cans and post about it, especially not on any deep sea fishing boats. Because it is going to be a long off season, but we're going to get through it together. And that's why we're happy that you are with us here on the Tighten Up podcast. Please feel free to hit that rate, review, subscribe button. And when you do, when you hit that rate, review, and subscribe button, leave us a little comment and say that you're leaving four and a half stars. Four and a half of your five stars go to the Tighten Up idiots and 0.5 stars go to Buck. Jack, I saw this just the other day, January 19th, 2023. From Josh one two seven six eight nine eight, love that says, guy. Love listening. Just want to support. The subject of it was love them all. And then September fourteenth of earlier this year. This is a five star review. The subject is the three crossing swords emoji. He says, "Great shows, especially the Tighten Up Pod. All others are the third and one end around of sports talk pods in comparison." Tighten up, Joey. <laughs> that comes from awesome. John, the account of John Schultz. Shout out, Joey. You're the man. We we appreciate you. And uh, Joey, you rock. And, yeah, just wanted to uh, give that. And I think we may have read this one on the pod before. But this the subject of this comment says, here for the bad puns and rants. Gave a five-star review and said, keep it up, guys. Love the content. The wit. 5.5 stars for Tup. And negative 0.5 stars for Buck. Wow. Above yeah. and beyond. Oh, my god, Dude, how Tuppers? about that? Look, it's probably because we're relatable. You know, we we don't drink uh, bottle service when we hang out with our friends in college because <laughs> we're college kids. <laughs> can you believe that? I, I kind of can, honestly. That was just sad. I, yeah, I can 1,000% without question. Um, So, yeah, leave a rating and a review. We appreciate it. We'll read them on the podcast when you do because we love you guys. And we respect you. And thank you so much for putting up with us and our, our stupid stuff. We Everyone who gets this show, 
trust me when I say this, we put you in high regard. We, we appreciate you and your love for us and what we do on this podcast. When we, when, when the, when the offensive coordinator for the university of Texas, El Paso resigns and re, re we retweet that story and say two tone blue, you know, the truest tuppers get us when we, when we drop tweets like that, because you get the show and you get us, we, we really do appreciate you and help us grow the show, help us grow it. And let's make this community even bitter, even bigger, even better, even more fun. You can follow us on Twitter at tighten up pod. You can follow us on Instagram at tighten up podcast. Follow my guy, Jack at Jack, a gentry on do Twitter. It. it a must follow you guys a must follow. I'm not just saying that. And you can follow me on Twitter at Austin Huff. Jack, is there anything that you, Oh, and A to Z sports, of course, all the socials. That's probably how you found us in the first place. So thank mm -hmm. you to all the A to Z supporters out there. If you've, uh, or Jack, I guess I should ask, do you have anything for the road? As a matter of fact, I do. I want justice for Ryan Stonehouse. I want pro bowl justice for Ryan Stonehouse. The Titans rookie punter who already has who already set the record for punt average in the NFL. He was passed over not once, but twice for the Pro Bowl. Tommy Townsend, the Chiefs punter, he can't play. He's obviously got a Super Bowl to prepare for. Well, who's the alternate? AJ Cole, the Raiders punter. Who is this guy? Ryan Stonehouse Man. deserves to be in Las Vegas with Tyler Huntley and the rest of the AFC stars. I'll, I'll go a step further. Ryan Stonehouse should be in the Pro Bowl as a, a quarterback because he's a better option than Tyler Huntley. <laughs> what? Josh Allen? Josh Allen like says, hey, guys, can't make it. So they turn to Tyler Huntley. I'm pretty sure Tyler Huntley had like two touchdown passes this season. Josh Dobbs may have done more. <laughs> Josh Dobbs. Than Tyler Huntley did this season. No joke. Josh job. Logan Woodside belongs in the pro bowl more than Tyler Huntley. My goodness. Josh Johnson put him in the pro bowl over Tyler Huntley. What? Oh my God. I don't get it. I, I don't get it. Ryan Stonehouse. Uh, he, I, it's just, it's so mind boggling how he gets snubbed. Like even the punters for the Titans get overlooked just because they play in Tennessee. I hate it, and he deserves better. He'll make a handful in his career, so I'm not that worried about it. But I just I, – I don't get it. Ryan Stonehouse belongs there. Stoners unite. Stoners unite. Which, again, I think this – I'm unofficially going to declare that's our last Pro Bowl argument ever on this podcast because this is it's, – it's, it's a joke. I mean, what it is now. And, like, it's not – they're literally playing, like, kids' games. Like, we're watching these guys – have like take PE classes this weekend. And <laughs> that's yeah, but I what... still want the Titans to show up. I still want the Titans to be represented. But does it mean anything anymore? Like, I feel like, well, I'll tell you what does mean something. now is like being named, I don't know, like a, or getting a blue check mark on Twitter because it's like, oh, <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good comparison. But you know what else happened? Roger Saffold got laid again, fellas and, and ladies. Hey, Roger up. Saffold hey. got laid again and he Hashtag had a horrible get season. Get Saffold in laid. Get Saffold laid. Well, man, I miss I miss him, and I miss I just miss I miss talking about this team when they were really good. Those are the or the days. Yeah, like last year, those were the days. I can remember then. All right. Well, now that we're super depressed, we're gonna end this podcast. 
enjoy your week guys thank you so much uh follow us give us look every little bit helps and if you like what we do then support us we appreciate it seriously uh and until next week with all of that said oh no wait no with all of that said until next week tighten up, up. They've gone from being spoilers to starting six and oh since they moved to Tennessee to call it home. They had a music city miracle to conquer Buffalo. Then they came within a yard of winning in the Super Bowl. They've had the same head coach leading all the way. That's one of many reasons that I'm loving how they play. They're the Tennessee Titans, they're the 